Hey, Matt. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. Going really well. How about you? Good. Very good. Oh, it's fall now. The summer's over. Don't say it. I no. Know. I know. It's bullshit. It makes no <laughs> sense, but somehow time passes and then it's no longer summer. It was actually nice this weekend. Yeah, it's like, it's still nice. It's just not... Like, when I look in the forecast and I see high of 23, I think, like, this is, this is robbery. <laughs> yeah, this weekend I went to uh to go see some friends uh cottage that they bought up north mm. and it's on it's by a lake it's a nice little little log cabin Ooh. and yeah the weather was beautiful like my wife actually went swimming in the lake oh yeah very cool yeah. damn I'm jealous <laughs> i just went to costco <laughs> <laughs> swimming in the aisles yeah exactly oh man so man i've uh, had a hell of a couple weeks Oh, do tell. Yeah, so lots, lots on the go. So uh, after our last recording, I've just been like snapped to attention. So uh, I took the plunge and I've been blogging about Render, render render.com. So I started a blog. It's at dash dash hard.com. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like get reset dash dash hard. Uh, So yeah, so dash dash hard. And I've just been trying to do two... um, two articles a week. So uh, at this point, they're just kind of small, very targeted towards things I've been people seeing people talk about on the internet. Um, but I'm already getting clicks, which is super cool. Uh, nice. I'm posting links out there and I'm getting reads, which is great. So uh, right now, my number one goal is uh, I just want to see if I can start driving traffic. So I want to get a couple of posts up and then see if I can get some consistent traffic and then figure out what the next goal is. Um, I have an idea for a uh, for a free product for Render. So, um, okay, so part part of the like I mentioned last recording, part of my ex uh, part of this experiment is can I drive traffic to something that's free like a blog? So um, because Render is a hosting company, there's a ton of people who show up who say, "How can I do this for free? I want to host on your site for free," and I have see a lot of those people (laughs) obviously they post very often but uh there is a there is a free a free tier for render and it's you know some number of compute hours per month that sort of thing but the way the service works is if the uh if the server if the server or service that's deployed doesn't receive traffic for 15 minutes it just goes to sleep and when you ping it the service will wake back up again but it's a cold start effectively so right. it takes time to for it to service requests again. So I was thinking, oh, a nice little free product would be to put in your render instance and I will do the pings for you. I'll keep your service alive. Okay. <laughs> so it's, you know, a useful little thing for people who want to, you know, game the system a little bit. Right. Because uh, apparently there's another way to do it. Like you can set up a system of cron jobs uh, through render in order to ping your stuff to keep it alive. But it's a little easier to just plug a URL into my free service and, and run okay. that. So that's been great. Uh, so I have that idea for a service and I, and I want to launch that. But uh, I still need to post two blog posts a week. So I just published my first for the week. Uh, and I'll publish the next one on th- planning for Thursday. So that'll give me some dev cycles to, to work on this a little bit. Okay. I'm just curious, this free service, you'll you'll launch it on the blog, like the same domain name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
yeah, I was just thinking about running it like, I don't know, I'll, like keep alive dot dash dash hard dot com or okay. something. Uh, and then just run it under that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the goal is to drive traffic to the blog. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. So, uh, so that's fun. So that's been interesting. Been learning a lot about, you know, just writing, making yourself write. Uh, so that's been good. Oh, yeah. So one of the things that I've been building kind of over the last few months is a... It started when I was in Portugal. I wrote a... I began a template, like a starter. I used to see like SAS Pegasus out there and um, Gravity was the one for Node. And even Mark Liu has launched one for... He has a Next.js starter. And I always thought that a starter for Java would be really helpful. You know, like for a lot of the... Spring- what? <laughs> <laughs> Shocker, massive Java programmer. Does still make that stuff? Oh, yeah. All the annotations you could ever want. Now with even more XML. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Delicious. So verbo- Sorry. There's just something about the verbosity of it, you know? It's just oh, it's so verbose. It's like a thread count in sheets. It's yeah. like the more threads, the better, right? Right. I mean, you, you spend all that money on that mechanical keyboard. You know, you want to use it. Yeah, exactly. We have all this memory in our machines now. What's the point if you're not <laughs> bursting at the seams? <laughs> Fuck you. But, <laughs> but I, I always thought that having a, a starter like that would be really helpful because things like, I mean, this happened from the, my FBAR days of just, you know, how do you set up database migration? How do you do this? How do you do that? So I started building that project a while ago and I've used it a couple of times, but it is the cat's ass now. Okay. Now it, I have a starter for Java and I have, a, I have my own Next.js starter as well. Okay. So, and I use that for the Chrome extension. So I have uh, I have this thing that I can just spin use to spin up projects. Uh, so now I can prove uh, like my prototyping is ultra fast. I don't have to worry about boilerplate or any of that garbage. I can just get clone, you know, remove the dot get directory and get to work. And like I, it is I feel so powerful. I didn't realize that how much the boilerplate sets you back just in terms of speed. You just get tired of writing the same things over and over again, especially when so much of the boilerplate is the same. So it's been really great to have that as a tool in my toolbox. And it's actually kind of funny because I feel like I've been talking a little bit more about programming on Twitter, like (laughs) with just, you know, my friends and you and others. And I post some Java code and I get shit for it, but (laughs) but. Uh, it's nice because I, I, you forget sometimes how much you actually know. So you can flex a little bit and be like, yeah, I know this and I know how to do that. So, you know, maybe one day uh, at this starter is something I could market and sell. I, I don't know if people actually care that much about doing Java, but it's cool that I have something that works and that is very modern and, and it makes me so fast. So I'm sure other people could pay for that value if they, I don't know, saw my expertise behind it, but it's just not a yeah. priority. But I mean, I can definitely imagine there must be some Java developers out there that want to do a side project, but Mm -hmm. don't want to learn a new stack, but at the same time, don't want to do all the boilerplate and uh, enterprise Java beans. I don't know. Is that still a thing? No, there's no more EJBs. We don't don't do that anymore. They're Pojos now. Pojos all the way down. All the way down, baby. (laughs) What a world. (laughs) Well, I think the uh, I think 
it's one thing if you are not doing a lot of prototypes because you're like, oh, I'm starting a new project. This is new and interesting. So you start it. That's kind of a novelty because you're thinking, oh, I'll set off up. I'll do all these things. But by the time you finish your second prototype, you're like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to be going 10 times faster because like this is I'm writing the same code over and over. Right. So it's just so nice to I think that anybody who is interested in doing kind of rapid prototyping like that would look at something like a starter and see its value of like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, I shouldn't be wasting my cycles building this. I should have as many reusable things as I can that I can just like get to work on. Yeah. I mean, like I personally in in the late 2000s, I was I was a Java developer working for a startup Hmm. and yeah, I kept dreaming of like starting a side project, you know, starting a business. Uh, but I discovered Ruby on Rails and then it finally clicked. Oh my God, this this is how you build web apps. Like, yeah. Right? Like, it's that thing I needed because yeah. trying to do it in Java, it was overwhelming. Oh my God, I don't, I hate JSP. I don't want to use JSP. And yeah, and, uh, yeah having that, discovering Ruby on Rails. But it was a big, learning curve though right mm-hmm. I'm going from java and i have to learn ruby and then ruby on rails yeah so yeah some people might not be willing to do that mm-hmm. yeah i would i think if i were going to pick up another language i probably would pick up ruby i i really appreciate the gem ecosystem and how yeah. it powers your application up i i respect deeply the um the opinion of how opinionated the gems are and like getting you to it's like zero to useful it's like let's get you to useful versus java it's like our opinion is that we have no opinion (laughs) so we don't (laughs) want to do anything for you we would rather just give you like 50 layers of adapters and other things so that you can form your own opinion which is also to not have an opinion (laughs) (laughs) and glue it all with configurations exactly interfaces you don't want to you don't want to (laughs) Nail yourself down to a concrete no, no, implementation. Exactly. Heaven forbid someone would have access to your class. And no, 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 no. Final class? Who the hell would do that? The only final <laughs> class allowed is string. Uh, yeah, so prototyping has been awesome. Uh, it's been great to just have an idea and say, I wonder what goes into that. And then just spin something up and try it and have something you can see and use that's real. Um, so that's great. Um, on the docket as well, I had a, I had our, I, so the Amazon product, uh, the review AI product that I've been working on, uh, we've got some user interviews set up. So I built that proof of concept and it, uh, it strings everything together and creates a cool pipeline. So you can, uh, sign in and create a report and upload some reviews. And I've got some ML pipeline. Well, it's. I need to stop calling it an ML pipeline if it's just a REST call to open AI. <laughs> but I've created a bunch of multi-step jobs that, you know, call open AI and form groups and create useful reports that people can read. So, uh, so I've got that all set up and that's working well. And we demoed it to somebody yesterday. So that was really useful because we're learning more about, you know, I have a pretty rough idea about uh, what users might want. But it's really good to have that conversation with them of like, okay, what did you do yesterday? And would this help you with the work you did yesterday? So that's the conversations are much more real and less exploratory, which is cool. Nice. That's, and, that's a novelty for me. And when you say we, like you were multiple mm-hmm. people on the call? 
Uh, yeah. So uh, there's so we're three partners in this. Me, an Amazon seller, and a guy who introduced both of us, and is an operations guy, finance guy. Okay. Um, so uh, on the call yesterday, it was me and Nick, my uh, finance ops friend. Okay. So yeah, we uh, we kind of tag teamed it, and we it was kind of fun to like you know read back through deploy empathy, really try to think through the hypothesis hypotheses we had about the way people work, and then trying to figure out how to add or how to ask questions around, okay, how do we get to the bottom of this and understand their behavior leading up to their actions? Um, so it's fun to <laughs> it's fun to see where the rubber hits the road of thinking, oh, well, that question was totally useless, or, oh, we can ask that question differently and maybe we can get better information. Feels like a long time since I've talked to users. Yeah, and how, like overall, how did it, how did it go? Ah, so quite good, but also meh. Okay. So quite good in that we talked, we chatted with this guy and he's, uh, he's developing a new product. So he showed us some of the listings that he's comparing against. So we took those listings and ran them through the SaaS that I built and it spits out pretty good ideas for how to improve the product or give him suggestions for new products to make and features to address or, you know, problems to address. The only problem was that, so the, the suggestions were good. But he came up with the same suggestions himself. Okay. And so it's kind of like, okay, well, the let's call the, the suggestions maybe a B plus or an A minus, but they're not useful because he already knows those. He already came up with them himself. We right. didn't give him something new. So that's fine because maybe he's just a very creative individual. I don't know. We're going to have to right. go out and talk to more people and see if, if there's a better case. And how long has he been doing this? Uh, quite a while, I think. Okay. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe he's the wrong segment. It, this is exactly my point. I, I, I don't know. And I knew we need to talk to more people to see, you know, is this a one-off? Is there more value we can add? Like right now, I only focus on negative reviews, but some of the feedback we got actually was maybe there's some merit to knowing, like, what is the wow factor for this product? Like, we don't need to know everything about all the positive reviews, but... Maybe it's a good idea to see what are people really happy about. Like you know, one or two points. So that was very useful. Uh, we've got another interview scheduled for later this week. And I'm looking forward to... So we, we iterated on our questions and tried to figure out, okay, what did we learn? What did we not learn? And yeah, I think we've we've tuned things up a little bit more. So we'll get some more information next time. That's, that's cool. And other than that, uh, I had a kind of a bizarre thing happen. <laughs> I started uh, i i held a august edition of indie hackers montreal and invited people and so when i left montreal for a year i gave control of the group over to josh uh one of another indie hacker i know well and hakeem uh, another indie hacker in montreal and josh had been running the meetups and he said that some strange people were starting to show up so he had mentioned to hakeem that in the last one they had done in May or June, that a weird dude showed up who might be a multi-level marketer. Okay. And so I didn't know about this. And hey, neither did I. I guess yeah. I skipped that one. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so what happened was, a, I don't know about a bunch, but like a core, he's a scammer. I mean, that's that's what he is. He's a, <laughs> he's a fucking scammer. He showed up and he, he invited a bunch of people. And it turns out, that 
so he is he's selling this MLM called. Well, I don't even want to give him the clicks. I, All right. F- fuck yeah, that. Don't. No, not doing it. <laughs> but it's also loosely associated with like something that kind of appears to be a cult. Right. Yeah. All MLMs are a bit culty. So, yeah. So this dude like brought a bunch of his friends. So, so we've been messaging people that we have contact information for. And it's like, Hey, uh, I like you. You, you, you seem like, except for that one dude who we straight banned. Uh, cause he was like actively trying to be a tool at the meetup, like mentioning what he was working on and everything, uh, mentioning his MLM. But the other ones seemed a little more earnest. They were more involved in the cult, I think, or more affiliated with the meetup that's affiliated with that cult. So we said, all right, look, like, I don't know who you are, but just letting you know, like, this MLM shit does not fly here. (laughs) And if I hear a single word that you've been talking about it or anything like that, I'm going to bounce you. Like, I'm going to grab you by the scruff of the neck and throw you out the door. (laughs) Because, like, this is not what we're about. So we've been reaching out to people, uh, the people he invited and the people we have contact info for, and we're letting them know, like, okay, I know what this is, and this doesn't fly. So there's a few people we haven't been able to reach. So uh, the next Indie Hackers meetup is on Thursday this week in two days, and I have to, like, prepare a speech to get, right. if, I, if I see them, if they show up again and we haven't spoken to them, I have to talk to them and say, hey, this is, these are the rules deal with it or get out that's gonna be uncomfortable (laughs) yeah i'm not i'm not super looking forward to it i might need to like do a workout or something before and get like an endorphin pump to like give me a what do you want me to be the bouncer i i i I was (laughs) laughing about this earlier because i was like well mark's got my back but mark's also not going to like assault someone (laughs) for me like no I mean, look, if you got my back, baby, that'd be a, that'd be a hand. Yeah, maybe you set up some, some tatamis and I can, I can throw them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was judo practice. Exactly. Officer, that wasn't assault. It's, it's part of our initiation for new members. Exactly. One of us. One of us. <laughs> so yeah, that's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but, uh, but fuck those people. Like it, ugh, it's, yeah, it's so sad no. that, that this, this is even a thing. It it is weird that he would that he would invite a bunch of people like like if if his goal is to grow his MLM like what was the purpose of all these other people following him like to give him credibility or to, to I, be his I, wingman? It's a good question. Part of me just doesn't even want to think about it. It's yeah. like I don't want to give this guy I don't want to give this guy any room to breathe because that's what they like that's what these scammers uh it's what they they thrive on they thrive on the on the kindness of other people so it's like yeah. awesome i'm gonna come in and just infect you so it's like you know because it's in my nature to be to, to oh let's give them a second chance and explain things like no you're gone i'm cutting you off like a limb with <laughs> compression syndrome like no <sighs> yeah no it sucks because usually yeah people who show up at indie hacker montreal are you know people that are interested in indie hacking and want yeah. to start a side project or yeah. or have a business and mm-hmm. they're not there to sell you something like, no yeah like everybody i've met through indie hackers is awesome and they find the group organically and they're interested in the topic it's it's wicked yeah and like not to mention so i i set the you know we hold it at a we work and you know it's a pretty big space and we hold it after hours so there's no one there but 
I set the limit to be 30 people for this invite or for this edition. And last week I got an email that said like, you have a wait list now, like 30 Mm -hmm. people have RSVP'd. And I was like, oh my God. So I upped it to 40 and I got another email that said, okay, there's another wait list because we filled it to 40. So I'm just thinking, holy shit, I wonder how many people are actually going to show up. I mean, I think historically it's only 50%, I think, of RSVP show up. Yeah, I mean, even the last event was less than 50%, so. Yeah, no, exactly. So you could put double the actual capacity. Yeah. But at the same time, we we don't know how many MLM people are going to show up. Yeah, if I, yeah, I, I hadn't planned on it. I, I, I'll have a speech prepared, but... I mean, at that, well, like a, a threatening, <laughs> a threatening <laughs> speech, maybe. But I, I mean, we'll have to see. I mean, I would rather burn it all down because a bunch of MLM people showed up than, uh, yeah. than but than then who knows what what next group of people are going to show up? Like, like I don't know. You need to make it all, make it perfectly clear that we're not we're not there to for you to recruit customers. Like, <laughs> don't come here to to sell yeah yeah so we'll see i i'm a hundred percent sure none of those people will show up i think we've sent enough warning messages that people are are, aren't going to show but you know i'll have something ready in case they do yeah awkward (laughs) so what about you what's on the what's on the burner for you i i mean this summer i've been taking a mental vacation Mm -hmm. like just reading books exploring new ideas um, playing around with some new tech. Um, so, so recently what I've been doing is my corporate accounting. <laughs> just oh cause, God. Yeah. Cause it has to get, it has to be done. And it was like, well, I'm not really actually working or anything so I can do it myself again. Cause yeah, the, the backstory is that I fired my useless accountant <laughs> last year or the year before. And I, they, they, you know, they closed the books, so I had the balances of everything, and I started everything using plain text accounting. Okay. It's like a series of open source uh, command line tools that uh, allow you to, to generate accounting reports based on just plain text files. So you keep your ledger is just in plain text files that you can easily read, and everything is clear, and it's, and it's future-proof because it's just plain text. Mm-hmm. So it was great, and I did my whole year with it. I did. I was able to file my taxes using it. So when you say file your taxes, you like buy TurboTax or whatever, and you plug the numbers from that into TurboTax, and you hit submit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like basically. I mean, it did take me a while to set up the the charts of accounts. Yeah, totally. Be- because I I had to go find all the basically I. Like I like I do with everything. I think of the end. I start with the end. <laughs> so I saw what does it look like when you file your corporate taxes. All right, this is what the short form looks like with a Revenue Canada. Everything has a Giphy code. So I just created my charts so that I use those Giphy codes whenever I I do my bookkeeping. Yeah. And then in the end, you know, it just balances out perfectly. Like everything is aligned with the form that I have to fill out. Right. So yeah, it was super easy. But now, like it, it still takes some of my time. But I, I, kind of in a weird way, I, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> it's kind, of, it's kind of weird. Not everybody's into this, but <laughs> tell, tell. So, what do you, what do you mean? Unpack that a little bit. Why, why does it feel good? It, it just feels good to, 
to track everything and then have all the numbers balance out and know exactly like I get a, a real perfect view of the business, like where all the money's going and, and I feel in control. Like when the reason I fired my account, cause they were useless. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they didn't do anything for me. They didn't yeah. do any projections. They didn't do any budgets. They didn't, they did absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And when they closed my books and gave me, I saw that they also did a bunch of mistakes. It was like, why the hell am I paying these people thousands of dollars? Like, and, and when you say they made mistakes, like what mistakes did they make? They, like some, some of the expenses, uh, I had clearly told them that the corporation is, is paying those expenses. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're part of the corporation's expenses. Right. And whenever they switch, because every fucking quarter they would switch my bookkeeper. Like they had, a, I don't know, like maybe a really high turnover and they had different employees every quarter. So mm-hmm. I'd get a new bookkeeper that would ask all the same questions because like, they have no idea what a SaaS business is. It's like, yeah. oh, what's your inventory? It's, I don't have inventory. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just annoying, always answering. And I think the message must have been lost at one point. They just assumed that all the expenses were being paid by the founder out of my pocket. And now that money was being owed to the founder. This is a podcast, so you can't see my face, but like (laughs) I have a what the fuck face on currently. So, so wait, so, okay. So to, so I understand this, this sounds like a full service accountancy of like they're full service in that they're doing your bookkeeping and your, your filings. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So they, when we last left our hero, the bookkeepers totally botched (laughs) your books and messed a bunch of stuff up exactly so okay. they were saying that all this money was owed to the to the shareholders and directors but it wasn't it was it was paid for by the corporation yeah. through the corporate accounts yeah. so i had to fix all that so that's why it felt good to like do it myself for years like oh, yeah? now i know i'm doing it right mm-hmm. and and they weren't offering me anything else like they weren't they weren't helping me save money on taxes they weren't mm-hmm. they weren't doing anything yeah. So it was a, it was a good decision, mm-hmm. but like I recently read uh, "Buy Back Your Time," <laughs> which is a great book about yeah, like uh, delegating. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Even though I enjoy it, it's the kind of thing I can do. W- you know, whenever like each day, I try to block off some hours of deep work. Yeah. And once I get that done, like I'm ready to do like administrative stuff and just simple stuff. Put some music on and just. Just do some like easy stuff, right? And accounting is part of it, mm-hmm. and and it's actually satisfying. Like at the end, when you you get it working, it's like, wow, I did it. It's like it all balances out. It works. Uh, but I start to think I should delegate it. So what I've been doing is we're going to actually use real software this time <laughs> instead of my plain text accounting, which which I love, but. It's not so user friendly for people that are non technical, non terminal natives like me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so my wife is gonna is gonna do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what we've been doing these past few weeks is sitting down together, and I sh- show her how I'm doing it, and uh, yeah, she's gonna set it up in zero probably. In zero. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the goal is for the next financial year, she'll. She'll do it all. So I am so glad <laughs> that you brought this up. 
Okay. <laughs> because this is something that I have been dealing with for the last little while. So the story, so the latest story is, so when my wife, my wife, my wife is amazing. So she, she started a business and like knew nothing about business at all and was like, well, we have books that we need to keep or we have like financials we need to do. I guess I need to find a bookkeeper. So how do you find a bookkeeper if you don't know anything? Well, you go to Kijiji and you just like find people. So, uh, so she has this like hilarious long story of like finding a bookkeeper and then they like ghost her with all of her documents and then she like has to figure out how to get them back. But she finds this bookkeeper who gets referred to her, who was, uh, who was an MBA who was trying to start a business. And she was great. She was a, uh, I actually, uh, I, I ended up using her because I, I can't stand doing my books. I, I, I hate it so much. Okay. I have my own financial models, but they're separate from the books. So, um, but, so this, this lady was fantastic. She was really good at automation. That was her whole thing. She wanted to like automate bookkeeping as much as possible. So she glued a bunch of different softwares together. She was like a, almost like a no code, uh, bookkeeper. It was kind of interesting. I so, like her. Yeah. Well, I would refer her to you, but she sold her business to another bookkeeper who is not of the same caliber. <laughs> okay. Um, and it's been a bit of a nightmare. So, uh-huh. so, so specifically with Catherine, something like pretty serious happened, which was she was spending thousands of dollars a month on AWS. And at some point, AWS was saying, oh, we used to not charge sales tax in Canada, but now we do. And the bookkeeper for reasons that make no sense, did not do anything about this. So all of a sudden, their AWS bills went up by 15% right. because of the tax. And even though we send the in, the invoices and receipts to the bookkeeper, she was like, she didn't even look at them. She was like, oh yeah, whatever. No, no, it's fine. Your bill just went up. No big deal. No, no more tax. Nothing new there. Yeah. So Catherine was doing her books or was doing her end of year and was like, why do I owe so much money in sales tax? Like, what the hell? So then she, so she had to go back and she had, and she had switched bookkeepers in this time. And the new bookkeepers used the old automation from the old bookkeeper. They didn't even check. So they were also not remitting the sales tax properly. It's just, it's like stepping on one landmine after the other. So Catherine was saying, like, why am I doing this? I don't understand. So her her goal now is to do her own books. She's going to be her yeah. own bookkeeper. But we were chatting about this, and it's the same for me. Like, there's a bunch of mistakes in there. So, yeah. so there's this funny failure pattern, and it goes like this. Step one, you have to do your books. Step two, you don't want to do it yourself because you don't know, and you're afraid to screw up, so you hire somebody. And it's never as cheap as you think, but they, but you think, look, I'll spend the money and it'll be done. It, it'll, exactly. it'll all be done. It'll be done right. Exactly. Step three, you pay somebody, but you have to review their work because they make so many mistakes. And like, yep. we're humans. I, I don't want to pretend like these should be perfect people, but the reality of the situation is it's your money and the buck stops with you. They don't have, bookkeepers don't have professional liability insurance. Like there's no no guild, like there's no guild of bookkeepers. It's no, they're just a person doing a thing. So uh, very fast sidebar. This is just another application of the principal agent problem. You, You can't pay them enough to care. And then step four is you've spent the money, you got bad results, 
and you wasted your time because you had to review their work. Yep. What are we even doing here? <laughs> yeah, seriously. And for and for such simple businesses, like Except, SaaS is so simple. This is the thing that talking with you, like this is a mantra that I really believe in. Simple things should be simple. Yeah. They really fucking should be. And like, what an outrageous thing to say in 2023 that simple things should be simple. Wow. So this kind of got me thinking of like, oh man, like I don't look, I don't want to build QuickBooks. Like, no, I don't want to do that shit. But it, I was thinking, well, it's interesting because QuickBooks and Xero um, perform this very essential service that like they give you financial reporting. Accountants know how to use them. So I did a little proof of concept and it's very easy to use QuickBooks as a backend. Ooh. So what Can I was what I was thinking <laughs> was what if you could through a through as much automation as is reasonable, but what you do is rather than here's like a giant spreadsheet of ways to make mistakes, what if you can create a product that is a front end for QuickBooks for small businesses and it's just rails. Like all I'm doing is putting your expenses on rails to make it really hard for you to make a mistake. Yeah. So it's like, you still have to do data entry and it's not all going to be automated, but it's going to be real easy for you to do a lot of like clicking and dragging and punching in numbers. Yep. Keep simple things simple. QuickBooks handles a lot of the financial heavy lifting. You don't have to worry about trying to sell accountants on this like new product because they already know how to use QuickBooks. This because like QuickBooks is not for you and I. QuickBooks is yep. for accountants and maybe bookkeepers, but like I don't really care what bookkeepers have to say right now. I'm too mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> so I was thinking about this and I'm like, God damn, because every time I talk to anybody, like the conversation we're having right now, I'm full of rage. Like I, nobody likes their bookkeeper. I'm like, I'm sorry if you're a bookkeeper and you're listening to this, I'm sure you're great at what you do. But like you are one, uh, you are one in a million because like we all struggle so much with this. I've asked people for referrals and everyone's like, no, I'm not referring my bookkeeper. Like yep, we have a tenuous exactly. relationship to begin with. Like I'm not no referral. So <laughs> it's interesting because like I start talking to people and I have the same conversations over and over again for small businesses, for solo people. Basically, it's like 90% of our expenses are recurring. Yeah. Like, this should be so easy. This should no, be exactly. a slam dunk. This is so easy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And that that's that, that's exactly what I went through, right? Like, yeah. it was like, okay, I, my wife's going to do it. So I, she needs a, a better interface. So yeah. I started evaluating Zero and QuickBooks. Mm -hmm. And you go on the landing page and it, it's like, it's like a different language. Yeah. It's like, it's a, the first section is, oh, we'll do like budgets. Budgets? I'm like, my profit margins are like 95%. Like, what, what the fuck do you want a budget? It's like, the money goes in my bank account there. But my biggest expense is payroll, paying myself. <laughs> exactly. It's like, then you, you move to the next section. It's like, this one is invoicing your, your, your customers. It's like, uh, invoicing. I don't invoice anyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. And you go to the next section. Mm. Again, it's something else. Yeah. Oh, we'll do... Uh, We'll do the time tracking for your employees. And like, nope, don't uh, need that. Go to the next section. And it's just on and on and on. Inventory tracking. And it yeah. just goes on and on. It's, I don't need any of that. 
QuickBooks is not for you. Zero no. is not for you. It's not for people like us. It's for accountants. But they sort of sell it as that. They, they sell do. it all. It's it's account software for small business. It's yeah, for small like if you're a restaurant or you're a little boutique. Yeah. And even then, like you say, there's no way that the store owner is doing is using it. No. They're paying an account to do 100% it. A hundred percent they are. So yeah. it's just funny because like I'm so it's so good to hear so the I've been doing a lot of just short writing of, I almost am keeping a swipe file of feelings that I have when I think about bookkeeping and that kind of thing. And I'm, I was, cause I was interviewing you just now of like, oh, but why do you do that? And, and this and that, and the word you, I could, I knew you were going to say it before you even said it. I know why it's gratifying for you to do your books. It's because it gives you control. That's yeah. what this is. Like we all want control over our books. But the problem is that it's it, it's a it's a trade. You have to trade your time for that control. So like that's why I look at the rails and I think there's it's almost like um, valuing something more because you it's like it like um, I read about this in uh, Caitlin B- uh, Bourgeois's, uh email list. Why we buy? It, it's the IKEA effect of like if you buy something from IKEA for a hundred dollars and you assemble it yourself. And you want to go to sell it, you want to sell it for 125 because your blood, sweat, and labor went into building it, into creating it. You value it more. Um, and it's almost the same with, with books. It's like, I'm involved in this. I, I, I'm spending my time on it because it's important and it's valuable to me. But if you can put rails on something and just like make it way easier or, or less likely to make a mistake, I think there's a lot of power there. Yeah. Well, that's it. I, when, after I saw, the landing pages for these products, I was like, no, this is not for me. Yeah. Like, and my plain text accountant is <laughs> is working super well. Exactly. So, so I considered making a web interface for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> so that so that my wife could do the yeah. data entry through a web interface. Yeah. Maybe so we should, she doesn't have to log into a terminal and run commands. Maybe we should team up on this. I I think yeah. this is very interesting um, because like this is a big problem. It's a big problem, and I think. Yeah, like, I, I don't know, I just look at the amount of pain around bookkeepers and the bad experiences that people have, and I bet you there's, I think we can help some people. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, and I mean, of course, I'm just looking at Canadian oh, accounting, yeah. right? Yeah. Because right? I don't I don't know what the rules are elsewhere, but, but in Canada, if you're a small corporation, you're allowed to do your own books, mm-hmm. you're allowed to file your own taxes, like, you do not need a chartered accountant. Yeah. Like if you're if you're a public company, you do. Or if you're of a certain size, you know, it, yeah. But if you're a small corporation, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Like you could do it all yourself. You could. Yep. So I just need a simple web interface on top of plain text accounting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that just yeah. Well, yeah. I think that you are I love your approach to this that like you believe simple things should be simple so strongly that you're you're willing to go that extra step. I don't know how many people would fall in this into the same vein of like, I'm going to buy TurboTax and do it myself. I'm sure people do, but I'm willing to bet that even people with account, like how many, how many small businesses have accountants? I would probably say 80% or more do, um, maybe 90%. But I believe that, I believe that people want to do this themselves. They don't want to spend the money for somebody else to make a mistake because I've, I'm guilty of this. Like, I have hired somebody, I know they've screwed up, but I hate it so much that I'm not willing or it's really difficult for me to go in and check their work. 
but yeah. I, and I know that the right thing to do is for me to do this my, is to take this on myself but I'm so scared that I'm going to make a mistake. It's like I'm happier to pay somebody else to make a mistake. At least then I can be mad about it. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. <laughs> so I've been, so one of the prototypes I put together was connecting to QuickBooks. So I, okay. I hacked together a really small prototype and I'm connecting to QuickBooks and I'm issuing things to a, to a sandbox company that they give you. And I looked around on the, cause QuickBooks also has a marketplace. Uh, and I was looking around for anything like this, and I don't, I don't see anything like another UI to do your taxes, which is or to to do your books, which is kind of a yellow flag, maybe. But, but I, I have a goal now in my. Uh, I set this last week. I'm trying to interview. I'm trying to do one interview a week with a small business owner about how they keep books. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a this is a potential idea, I, a potential think, SaaS product. I think it is. Yeah. I, I don't like, and the cool thing is like, this is kind of in my world a little bit. Like I know, I know a fair amount about like this area and I have a lot of friends who are accountants and like, I have a friend who's an accountant who runs a bookkeeping business who I would love to use, but I want to keep her as my friend. So in case, like, I, I, I don't want to cross that bridge. It's like too close, but like, this is exactly the kind of thing that I could totally, I mean, the, I look around and think this is, it kind of reminds me of shred a little bit of just like, these people are on fire. And they yeah. they are just looking like I feel like I'm holding a fire extinguisher, or maybe I could be. Yeah, yeah, and, um, yeah. I've 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 also thought about this a lot over the years, like because it's not just accounting, right? Like if you're going to be an indie hacker and you want to start multiple businesses, like right now I run them all in one corporation, but creating a new corporation in Canada is super easy, right? It's like a few clicks and boom, you got, you got a corporation. And then, yeah, then you have obligations about, you know, the, the, the accounting, the reporting for it. But if they're all SaaS products, it's all going to be exactly the same. It's cookie so, cutter. Exactly. I can just automate it. I just have this this package like that does the incorporating, the accounting, the even the legal. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I can't do the legal, but like it's, the privacy policies and the terms and conditions are going to be boilerplate also. Yep. I mean, if your mission is to make, you know, this is getting, expanding the scope a little bit, but if your mission is to make simple things simple through partnerships in Canada, you could certainly put together like almost a Stripe Atlas of yeah, incorporating, exactly. handling your books. And I won't say automating filing, but, but like through what you've shown through plain text accounting, you could probably get damn close because like at some point you do, there is educate, like, well, I mean, with any of this, education is required. You have to know something about, oh, this is, the, I, I, I paid server fees. Okay, how does that, what is the rate of deduction again? Like, how much of that can I claim? How much does it offset? Like, what does an expense mean? What, like, you know, you need some financial literacy, but you don't yeah. have to be an accountant to do most of what needs done doing. But you, you only have to look it up once, right? Like, each new scenario, you just look it up once. Okay, which which class do I have to use for depreciation of this asset? It's like, all right, it's class 50. And yeah, next time you you know. And for most SaaS businesses, it's going to be the same, like three classes that everyone uses. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> it's so simple for the most part. Like, geez. Exactly. And so, yeah, you'd probably want to partner up with a competent accountant just to answer your questions. Mm-hmm. Or use ChatGPT, like I do. 
<laughs> but I do, I, I do verify yeah, everything. I mean, you know. Right. Right. But I mean, you know, you, you go to like Revenue Canada's website of all the, the classes for depreciating assets. And, you know, there's like, it's like 10,000 words, right? Yeah. It's, it's like huge. So I don't have, I don't, I don't want to read it all. Mm-hmm. So I just asked ChatGPT, all right, how would you classify a, a backup battery like mm-hmm. for, a, for a server? And then it proposes two classes. And then I go look them up. Yeah, you're right. Those fit. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll pick this one. Yeah. <laughs> And if it hallucinates something, when I look it up, say, no, you're full of shit. Yeah. Try again. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I've already interviewed a couple of people and I've, I've heard a couple of like very useful, like that when I was reading that bulleted list off to you, like that's, I just pulled it out of a Slack conversation I was having the other day. And the response to my you know, listing off that process is the response was, well, you captured my experience 100%. <laughs> <laughs> So it's nice. it's so funny how we have this unifying experience uh, across small business that like simple yep. things should be simple and they are just for reasons that make absolutely no sense. They're not. And yeah, and sure, Canada is not a huge market. No. But, no. but there's plenty of SaaS. Uh, just the other day, Justin Jackson was asking on Twitter, what's everyone using for their bookkeeping? Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. So, get, so okay, I've... To me, this is very interesting, and I'm going to continue to uh, interview people about it. But what I wanted to ask you was, what would be a strat? Let Let's say I let's say I was going to go through with this. What strategy do you think, or what would be some strategy do you think we could use to uh, promote it, market it, get in front of people, things like that? Yeah, good question. So in my mind, SEO. I haven't done any formal analysis, but SEO seems a little tough. Because there's yeah. a lot of accountancies and I mean, even QuickBooks and Zero themselves that are like, if you like, I, I don't know how competitive searching for like, how do you classify Gmail or Google Suite expense or something? I think it's going to be pretty hard to usurp uh, some of the, the existing agencies out there. I think there's got to be something new and fresh. Yeah, no, I agree. SEO is going to be tough because whenever I search for questions on accounting, there's like a thousand financial blogs yeah. and yeah. And yeah, it's just keyword stuffing and yeah. I never leave no, having found the answer. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I think, I think outreach would work like, right. Like yeah. Justin Jackson, um, he loves promoting cool things that he finds. Mm. So if you showed him your super simple Canadian bookkeeping software and he tried it and he loved it, he would tweet it. He would recommend it in microconf. He would yeah. recommend it, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And there's a thing. There's a, quite a few like big Canadian SaaS founders that are very vocal, and I think they, I think they would promote it. Yeah, because I think you could, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking back to some of the cold outreach that I did for for Shred, and if you just go on LinkedIn and say like within Canada runs a company solo to five people or solo to 10 people and you send them a message and say hey just wanted to know what are i'm not trying not trying to sell you bookkeeping services but i'm trying to understand as one small business owner to another how do you handle your books and then see about the pain and and would you recommend your bookkeeper and like iterate on that message (laughs) and then say like well actually i you know i do run this software over here and if you're interested i think i can help you 
and you know kind of co-opt a little bit but could be like i mean if people are as as on fire as the people i've seen and spoken with and observed i think people would be they, they might not buy but they would certainly click that is worth yeah. that is so <laughs> worth the click it's not even funny <laughs> yeah i think uh, outreach might work because we can't be the only ones right we you go on on zero or quickbooks website and it just doesn't talk your language it's yeah. like it's all these things that you don't need and yeah it's and accounting is is not that complicated not not at our level no exactly not at our level and right and and you could do a you know like yeah a lot of these tools have to integrate to thousands of things but mm-hmm. we just have to integrate to stripe and right there is like 80 percent of people are going to well, be happy that's the thing like i mean it I think it would be very interesting to kind of get a proof of concept rolling with a few, you know, pick your pick your market well. So if it's, let's say it's SaaS founders, great. Go out and find SaaS founders and just spend all your time nailing that flow and then be really selective about how you onboard new people and how you expand what needs to be done. Or maybe they have a couple new types of vendors that you have to figure out and how do you automate that? Okay, sure, no problem. Because like, I was, t- I was chatting with this about, about this with my wife and I was thinking, okay, well, how could I promote this? Like, sure. I, I wouldn't say I have an audience of, of SaaS founders around me. I mean, I, I have access to them through things like microconf and meetups and other things like that, but I wouldn't say it's playing to an unfair advantage I have. And she was like, well, what if you make it for developers? And I was like, oh my God. Like if you, if you right. can make it extensible and all of a sudden, like, you say, oh, I have a hook, so you can just like pipe this in. You can like, oh, there's a CLI, and you can just do this and send things. Right, like, exactly. Oh, that's like that is crack cocaine. Like that is right. put it in my body. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, especially if you're yeah you're targeting indie hackers. Yeah, like, and it's yeah they're all gonna look at zero and go, oh my god, like <laughs> this is so complicated. Oh wait, this thing has an API. <laughs> I could just I could just download CSVs from my bank and then just upload them. Yeah. So yeah, there's. So I I when I thought of that when when she mentioned that I was thinking, oh my god, like what a what a way to get press of just like it's for developers the the slow the slow head turn <laughs> of just like what did he say? Yeah. So like obviously yeah. like you know I'm. I'm excited about this. I'm chatting pretty animatedly, but just because like, it's so gratifying to hear another person have the same fucking experience that I did. And to think, yeah. actually we could, I think we stand a real chance of, 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 of putting a dent in this or building something useful. I mean, you know, there's execution risk, but I just, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yeah, it's like, a, I've been in the microconf, microconf uh, Slack, right? Mm-hmm. Microconf connect has a, a, a kind of the channel. And I've seen the question asked multiple times. What's everyone using for bookkeeping? What's we have everyone a using Canada Channel. I didn't know you that. You didn't know that? Oh my God, joining that shit immediately. Yeah, yeah, and regularly, um, people are talking about payroll, about mm. <laughs> bookkeeping, yeah. about accounting, about banking. Oh, uh, that's it's a little out of my reach. <laughs> I'm not going to start a bank, but yeah. it's impossible to start a bank in Canada. Well, you you can do it like Tangerine did, but I don't think Scotiabank is just going to be like, yeah, Mark's good for it. Like, get in here. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I would love I did, to start a bank. Yeah, I mean, I, I've actually seen a few uh, a few 
new online banks in Canada, but they all seem to be for consumers. A lot of them don't have business accounts. Yeah. If I were going to open a bank, no consumers allowed. (laughs) None. Yeah. For developers. For developers. (laughs) You might be honest up there. Yeah. Just banking for developers. It's just a command line and an API. There's no login screen. You have to curl an endpoint if you want (laughs) to. Exactly. (laughs) Talk about a CAPTCHA. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Cool. Uh, Yeah. I think this... I think we might be onto something. I think so too. I, I think it's. I think there's something to this. I think there's something to this. Because yeah, and developers they just want to code. They just want to add new features to their SaaS. Honestly, like I'm out here for all the people who are trying to earn a living and are frustrated that simple things aren't simple. Yeah. Like I don't. I don't know how we got to where we are. I. <laughs> it's like walking into a legacy code base. It's like, that code is shit, but you can't judge it because it worked, it did the trick, and it got us to here. And it's like, all right, look, everything, we are in the middle of a shitstorm, but we got here and we're here. Like, all right, how do we move forward? And it's like, yeah. let's make easy, let's make simple things simple. Well, you you could start with a blog post. Like, mm. you know, like uh, my setup might be good for other indie hackers in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like the... You know, yeah, I use the service for for payroll, and uh, and when I file the corporate taxes, I use UFile. Like they have a corporate version, mm-hmm. so yeah, so like whatever, like twenty four bucks per payroll run, and a hundred bucks to to file with UFile, and and then you document all the other things, like how do you remit sales tax, and and how do you yeah, how do you do simple bookkeeping for. Here are the Giphy codes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then eventually you could say, well, listen, plain text files are not your thing. Here's a new service we're offering. So yeah, I think there's something to this. Uh, I'm going to continue to talk to people and see uh, and see if my attitude or if, if I want to know what other people's whys are. Like when I chat with people, I hear things like, oh, it's too expensive to hire a bookkeeper or to ask my accountant to do it um, or... You know, I just maybe I feel like I should do it. Like this is this should be my this should be my job, things like that. So yeah, yeah I'm just creating my list, creating yeah. my list of things. I think it'll I think it'll be easy to to resonate. Oh yeah, because yeah, none of it. Even the even the payroll software that I used mm-hmm. was not easy to set up. No, and uh, and the very first payroll that I did, like basically, I did I only pay myself like once a year. So like it was the end of my year, I needed to run the payroll, mm-hmm. but the, the software doesn't allow you to like back pay like a whole year. Oh yeah. So like it just paid me for the last month for the year mm-hmm. and and I gave the rest to myself as a bonus. Yeah. And it's like, and, but then that flagged their like security department and they reached out to me and it's like, that's a lot of money for a payroll. Like, could you like, and I'm like, why? what's the security risk here? Like, I don't understand. Like, maybe it's because they're used to companies with multiple employees and this could be fraud. Like, I don't know, the HR person is like sneaking money to to someone as a bonus. You know, like, that's the only kind of security I can imagine because I'm just the only employee of this corporation. Like, I'm the founder and the only employee. Like, I'm not defrauding myself. Like... 
Well, and, and they would know that it, because they can look and be like, there's only one employee. They have the employee register. No, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's only one employee. I'm the founder. Uh, and what's the security? Like, what, the, the funds are not in the bank? Well, then it will bounce. Like, yeah. Yeah, like I don't understand. Like I, I did not understand why am I talking to their their security department, and they want to know was this going to be normal amount of money that you pay every month? And I was like, why do you care? Like what? Oh, <laughs> I, they're just, they live in a different world. It's like it's it's something I don't understand. It's because maybe that's that's a problem in bigger companies and with many employees. And yeah, like I I don't understand what what their liability is like I, no I, exactly like, I'm not, no the, i don't understand what the liability is they take the money out of the bank account yeah. and they send it to the employee like yeah like if the funds aren't there it's gonna bounce like you're not you're on the hook for the money well i, I guess they they're on the hook but they turn around and charge you but well i'm sure they don't they don't pay the employees if when they try to withdraw from your bank oh, account no no i, I assume that the like money's not there they huh? try to do the i don't know what it is in canada but when they do the ach payment that fails there's maybe there's a bounce back or some kind of fee that they approve, sure but they would pass yeah. that fee on to you yeah exactly and it's not going to be like millions of dollars like no. it's going to be like a 30 dollar penalty for mm-hmm. yeah like I, I did not understand what this security risk was yeah. and it's just because like our kind of businesses just they don't make sense to any of these these industries yeah i mean it's okay my my parents-in-law also don't understand what i do <laughs> my parents don't even understand what i do i don't even understand what i do exactly cool i mean that's that's all i had i was just i'm happy to that you experienced the same thing that i do but yeah. yeah, I mean, who doesn't love talking about accounting? I mean, yeah, of I'm sure her listenership is going to go skyrocket now. Exactly. We've been talking about it for almost an hour, so. <laughs> cool. All right. All right, sounds good. I will see you on Thursday at the Indie Hackers Meetup. Yes. Sounds good. Hopefully no MLM people show up. I'll bring my, my gi. Oh, please. Please do. <laughs> cool. I'll catch you later. All right. See ya. See ya.